Here they come! Hello and welcome to episode 53 of Effectively Speaking, the podcast that takes a look at some of the special effects sequences of film and television, be they classic, average or duff. I'm your host Eric Moore and today I'm joined by Mark McGee to discuss the spider in the Blake 7 episode, The Harvest of Kairos. Atomic batteries to power. Turbines to speed. Ready to move us. Hello Mark. Hello, Eric. How are you? I am fine, thank you. And um, got a question for you. Are you mm. standing by to teleport into the Blake 7 universe? I was. <laughs> I still am. I'm being very brave You're being this one. Yes, I, I think all our listeners should be brave on this. If they don't know this episode, be very brave if you, if you should um, you know, seek it out. Absolutely. Yeah. Standard by standard by four. Standard by something. Um, <laughs> well, we we featured Blake Seven before um, in, in a past episode. We did its second ever episode, um, which was fantastic effect. It was the very first time you ever see the Liberator, and now oh, we're lovely. we're fast forwarding all the way through season one. We're skipping completely over season two to yep. land in season three. <laughs> so this. This show was out, you know, from like uh, 78 to 80. And I know that you're a fan of Battlestar Galactica, but where does this show go on par with the other show, would you say? This, when it came, when it first came out, this was outstanding. It was hard sci-fi. Hadn't seen anything quite like it. Obviously, at the age I was, a lot of the sort of political overtones or undertones whatever you want to, want to call it They're straight over my head obviously but uh, we this was this was another example of something that in the primary school where i went to a very small village primary school the the back playground was quite large and they had round uh, sort of drain covers dotted around the place and we used to do the stand on it do a shimmy <laughs> everybody would hide behind their eyes and you'd run over to the next one because that's that was where you teleported to and you'd make the uh, the wibble 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 noise as you did it. It was fabulous, and it was Blue Peter, you know, showing us yeah. how to make the the, the uh, teleport bracelets out of old orange squash bottles. Yeah, I did did that bit of brown poster paint. I'm very glad to hear <laughs> this because you know all, all my all my memories of Blake Seven when it first came out. I'm older than you. I was at college, and I'm right. I, I'm, I'm very pleased to hear that you know school children would watch it and reenact it in the playground because that's what I was doing 10 years before but with like Voyage to the Bottom of the Sea or Lost in Space right. or whatever you know yeah yeah no but it was great and, and I think also you know the, you hadn't seen anything like the Liberator before mm. you know I had the Corgi toy of it tiny little tiny little thing with obviously not very sharp plastic bits at the mm. side but we were at that time, it, it was still acceptable to have things that shot out of other things in, <laughs> into, into siblings' eyes normally. And um, But I, I had that little tiny thing. I loved it. I just loved it. What I do remember, though, is flying it backwards. 
That's what this everybody that. says. <laughs> that green, that was obviously the cockpit, wasn't it? That's exactly what Martin <laughs> Bauer said the first time he was he, he was given the job of detailing it and putting all the widgets on and everything, you know. Yeah. And uh, um, yeah, he's like, um, isn't this the wrong way round? So, you know. <laughs> yeah, and that's what everybody thought. But there you go. The, yes, it. The green ball does look like a cockpit with those white lines going across it. They're almost yeah. like blinds which come down it's, across a green cockpit, don't they? Yeah, exactly. And, uh, you know, I think at, at the time you took it for what it was. It was, you know, it was another bit of sci-fi that was on the telly. Mm. You know, they ran around. Uh, the, the Federation guards were particularly scary. You yeah. know, that was that unusual. They, you know, lots of uh, shooting that went on and unusual weapons and stuff. It was very dark, as you say. I mean, yes. the, the first two seasons, the first season especially, and the second season we came we started getting more of your your regular science fiction ideas and themes yeah. coming in. Um, but as I say, we're in season three now um, yes. where things had totally changed. I'm, I'm sorry about this, but, you know, I mean, the remit of the show, it, it's classic effects down to the duff. And as I say, the first time we yeah. dipped our toe into the show, you know, it was a classic. So I thought we'd go right down to the other <laughs> end of the spectrum for this one. Yes, and I I believe this is a very good choice. If that is your objective, it's I, it's hard that. to think of something that's that could be worse. From well, I don't know. There's some th th there's some contenders in season four, um, and maybe we'll come across to them at some point. But uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, see, season three. I mean, I I was a big fan of the show. I, I always remember when I was at college. You know, there was a raging debate at college. <laughs> you had the because uh, we were like just we were on an electronics course so we were geeks and we were nerds we were like you know proto scientists if you like and so we were well into science fiction and you had one camp that was into star trek and anything yeah. else was crap and then you had the others that were either doctor who or blake yeah. seven and the raging arguments that used to go, go on <laughs> in the canteen was incredible i, I can imagine yeah. Um, yeah. And, and when season three came along, a lot of the arguments that the Star Trek guys had against things like Blake seven, you know, yeah, you can't really defend it when you got into season three. <laughs> no, I think I think also when I was watching it, I seem to recall thinking, why is it still called Blake seven mm. at this point? Yeah, because uh, there are spoilers probably for anyone who's not seen season one and two. I don't well, know if we want to go there. Well, let's, but, get, uh... let's get the spoiler out the way for anybody who who hasn't seen the show. I do recommend you watch the show. You know, it's a fantastic slice yes, of British absolutely. science fiction um, created and in the large part written by Terry Nation, you yeah. know, the creator of the Daleks from Doctor Who. Recommend it to anyone that doesn't know the show. Oh, yeah. It starts off very political, very yeah. serious science fiction in season one where you've got yes. Rog Blake and his crew who have come across this alien spacecraft and they're fighting back against this evil well i was going to say empire wrong universe evil federation which is yeah. ruling the universe yeah, and, and i think also don't forget they're criminals they're political yes. criminals and there are certain things that happen on earth with political criminals that end up in certain ways and you discover that through the series through really, that first two episodes don't you those are probably like sort of very very quick world building mm. that goes on in there and you can understand the why they then have the motivation to do what they're doing. Yes. 
I mean, I say that now because it sounds, you know, because I've watched it several times. <laughs> but back, back, back in the day. Yeah, uh, back in the day. Was, yeah, that was yeah. over my head. But, the, but, 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 yeah. but season one and season two, it was, as you say, you know, yeah. it, it was Roger Blake trying to take down this federation, which has, you know, just subjugated, you know, the galaxy and got it under its thumb. And, and it's, it's essentially Roger Blake's story, which ends Again, sorry, spoilers. Uh, we, yeah. we won't give away too much, but no. Blake Blake goes off uh, uh, off stage at the end of season two. So does Jenna, the best star pilot in the galaxy. Um, yeah. At the ed- end of season two, they leave the show. Season three starts, and um, everything changes. Okay, and this is where it dips down for me. I mean, I I love yeah. the first two seasons, but the third season for many factors i mean we had blake go we had that seriousness go we we were going properly into you know campy sci-fi campy (laughs) excellent excellent way of putting it campy sci-fi everything had changed you know um you you, you know the the opening credits had changed which just wasn't the same uh the visual effects weren't on par and when they were it was because they were using stock footage from the previous seasons you know (laughs) um jacqueline pierce you know who is brilliant always brilliant as serverland but she's now gone big time into panto villain mode hasn't she come yeah. season three yeah yeah and i don't know whether that's the writers or or, or what but it's uh it's, uh certainly you know you watch this this particular episode and, and it's like i don't it's a, like a different person yes yes this episode i think stands alone from a lot of them from season three in that i was yeah. I, I was watching it for research and it's like are we meant to take this seriously because it is like a spoof. It's almost like a carry-on Blake Seven. <laughs> oh yeah, and, uh, you know there are certain elements in here which aren't to do with the special effects and just the way it's written and certain things they say, certain things they do, and they're completely out of character from what I can recall of the show. The only person that seems to be semi-similar is Avon. Yeah, it always is Avon yeah. and Villa. They're the two mainstays yeah. through the whole show, right the way to the end of the entire uh, seasons, at uh, the end of season four. It's Avon and Villa that you can always depend on, can't you, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And um, I'm trying to think of the actor's name. Is it Paul Darrow? Paul Darrow, yeah. That plays Avon. He... He, he he is that borderline. So he, he's almost like borderline. You could imagine him twirling, twirling a moustache sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah He has yeah. that that way of delivering delivering the things. Knowing he actually he is he's in charge now. Yes, because him, him and Blake didn't get on. Another spoiler for people, but he kind of does it in a really nice, subtle way. And for me, most of what he said does in this episode is one of the saving graces of it. Yes. But that, and that's about it. The rest of them, it's just like, like you say, it almost for me gets a bit Benny Hillish in some parts. I know, a little bit carry on. Yes, yes. Uh, <laughs> well, well, I think we'll mention that as we're coming up. But yeah, I, um, I think you're right. If if Avon had left, if if Villa had left, if yeah. Jacqueline Pierce had left, yeah, I think it would have been a far far poorer show. And I don't don't know if I would have kept with it. Well, we we hit season four. That was what uh, stopped me watching it. Oh, was it? Yes, yeah, so, uh, they just got rid of the, the, you know, things. Things happened again. Spoilers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> go, go, go watch it. But for me, it kind of stopped being Blake Seven at right, that point. Right, right. And, and I did stop watching it. But uh, yeah, but the other thing was, I mean, you know, Blake and Jenna had gone, so you needed replacements, and that's Tarrant and and Dana. 
Now, yeah. now Tarrant, I didn't care for back then, and no. I still don't care for him now. I think of him as a, he's just like a swaggering big head, you know, who <laughs> instantly thought he could take over. I mean, we're not talking about that episode, but the first episode when he's actually on board the Liberator and he tries yeah. to, you know, take control, Avon, as usual, just shoots him down. Yeah. And I think I was reading, um, I was watching this, this, this vid and I was reading through some of the comments and someone, someone in the comments made a really, really good point. It's like, you must listen to me. I'm in charge because I have short brown curly hair. Yes. <laughs> he is totally a, a Gareth Thomas clone, isn't he? Yeah. And it feels like that. And the, the, there was an interesting little twist to him at the beginning. I don't, I don't what, that he's ex-Federation? Yeah. 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 That, that's, um, t- to be honest, for me, that was about the only interesting thing about him. Yeah, but then they the never did that, anything no. with it, with, with no. that afterwards, you know? No, not at all. It came up a little bit, I think, in a brief conversation in this episode. But yeah, other than that, like you say, he was basically a replacement Blake. Yeah, yeah, he was like Blake Light, really, wasn't yeah. he? Yeah, yeah. And it's the same. It's the same. It's the same with Dana. I mean, the premise was good, you know, her being a weapon expert and a lethal yeah. fighter and all. But it wasn't long before she became a bit wet and uninterested, and 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 she hmm. rarely showed her skills, and and she was relegated to you know just tottering around in heels and screaming and needing rescuing, which is exactly what happens in the sequence yeah. we're going to talk about I was just today. About to say that she didn't uh, demonstrate many of her lethal fighting skills yeah. in this particular episode yeah. now, now now on the first episode we did on blake seven i mentioned something and, and it's entirely appropriate here is that at that time i was at college and i was watching it on tv up in my bedroom because it was on at seven o'clock on a you know a monday evening and my mum didn't like anything science fiction cut so i had to go watch, watch it on black and white on my little portable in my bedroom But what I was doing was I had a little portable cassette recorder that had a microphone and I would jam the microphone up against the speaker. Okay, and I'd do audio recordings of all the episodes. Okay, Um, I just record them each onto a a C60 cassette, Okay, which meant that a um, each episode had a gap about 30 minutes through where the tape ran out and I had to stop and eject (laughs) it, turn it over and put it back in again. That was a revelation when they came out on video was that there would be like a 30 second to a minute bit of audio that I never heard because (laughs) I I was swapping my cassette over. Um, And also crucially, I only had the sound to go on. I recorded all these, I think from season two, right to the end, I record, I had them all on C60 uh, audio cassettes and I listen to them over and over again I'm word perfect I can tell you all this dialogue in these things but I'd forgotten the visuals so when I hear this episode when I was listening to that I'd forgotten what the spider looks like <laughs> I'd forgotten what the spaceship looked like and it was a revelation when they came out when the BBC eventually started releasing them sometimes I think it was late 80s early 90s to actually watch them in colour because I'd only ever seen them in black and white entirely because i didn't have this minute gap after the about 30 minutes but there's visual effects sometimes (laughs) oh my goodness oh they're they're spot on in this one yeah yeah (laughs) so 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 this this episode Mm -hmm. right you were mentioning it earlier is it a comedy is it a mickey tape because the protagonist in this is well how do you how do you how would you describe jarvik He's not Travis. No. (laughs) 
but he, I don't I don't know because it what's what, he's very Jason King he well I'd, in my in my in my mind of the sort of on the verge of being a spoof villain type thing even though Jason King wasn't a spoof villain but it's, it's that sort of delivery of lines yeah I mean I mean I've mentioned the word pantomime you know I mean? before and it yes. is because yeah Jarvik in this you know he he is the most macho butch hunk of a man <laughs> You'll you'll ever see, or so the show would have you believe. And he's like, you fight, he, fight, fell, fight well for a woman. Yeah, 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 yeah. Woman, <laughs> you are, you, woman, you are beautiful, but what? shut up. <laughs> it's terrible. He's he's like a caveman or Tarzan on overdrive, and he's strutting around. He's got his shirt unzipped to his navel, wasn't he? You know, going around with his hands on his hips, oh, lording man. it over Serverland, you know, and yeah. putting her in her place, as he puts it. It's it it it's. Utter tosh. I, I mean, it, it was tosh back then. But you know, as I say, watching this again for this show, it's it's very uncomfortable now. What with yes. what, what with what's happening in current events right now? This <laughs> this oh. this. Oh dear. <laughs> yeah, it suddenly takes it into the, it's a product of its time. Mm. But I but I don't think it is because this was never the tone. Of the, the previous series, series of the show, or no, the show entirely. Like you said, you know, this character was brought on board because she was a, uh, you know, a, a ultra fighter, yeah. you know, weapon expert. She would not act like this. No. If someone said that to her, she'd punch him in the face. Yeah. But, oh, it, 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 it's a misstep. I mean, I mean, you can yeah. watch it now and you can laugh at it, but you cannot take mm-hmm. it seriously. No, which leads us the into the clip. <laughs> okay, so we're... we're the we're long, gonna, laborious journey into the clip. Yes. Well, here we go. We're going to go into the clip now. Uh, folks, as I say, if you haven't seen this episode and you don't know what we're talking about, at the <sighs> very least, go on YouTube and, <laughs> and, and and just hunt it down, okay? Because, oh boy. Right. <laughs> Let's have the clip and get into it, shall we? Right then. I think she means you. Clarence, keep still. Don't provoke it. You, woman. Give it the chiropan. What chiropan? I haven't got it. You must have touched some. It can smell it on you. Don't tell me you threw it away. From my boot, Dana. You put it in your pocket. Right, uh, the Liberator has gone to the planet Kairos to gather some Kyropan, um, which apparently is the most precious substance in the universe. It's only harvested once a week for a week, once a year, uh, a year um, and is taken away by visiting sh- shuttle ships. And the folk get the heck off the planet after the harvest as those that stay behind end up dead, though no one knows why. Okay. So that's all right so far, isn't it? That's yeah, that's pretty pretty good premise. Although you do worry that it's the most precious substance in the galaxy this week. Yes. <laughs> There's all <laughs> what what was the one I was watching this morning? Oh, um 
city at the edge of the world and there there were crystals that they needed for their blasters it seems the liberator up until you know they came along was working perfectly fine but every like every five (laughs) minutes they need a new bit for it they've been fiddling with it yeah they've been fiddling it's all avon's (laughs) fault that's what i reckon (laughs) don't let him loose Okay, well, well, just before uh, the sequence we're going to talk about, um, the crew have been outthought and outmaneuvered by this Jarvik guy, and they've been stranded on the planet after the harvest. Okay, and um, they're wandering around. Doesn't look very alien like this planet. Just looks like a field in England to me. Yeah, yeah. Um, they find all, all the people that have been left uh, behind. They're all dead, and they're covered in these not very convincing cobwebs. Yes. Yes, they, they move into the same Halloween store. Yes, it's all silly string, basically, isn't it? Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> yes, and then in a hangar, now this is meant to be a planet on the other side of, of, of our galaxy, and it's a hangar which looks an awful lot to me like something out of, you know, the Battle of Britain. Yes. Okay, Avon's there in the doorway <laughs> Tarrant, tell me what the hell is that? And, and, and we see what he's looking at. And but, I think we all think, what the hell is that? But, but it's just the way he delivers that line for me. That's one of the best bits of this of this episode. He's standing there nonchalantly slouching against the door. And he's just like points with one finger. Yeah, what the hell is that? <laughs> What's that? I think Paul Darrow had seen or been yeah. to the model shop and he had seen <laughs> just what it was going to be. I think I think that was ad-libbed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Be- because wow. we, we, yes. we see what they see. And yes. in a minute, Tarrant's going to call it a proto-space-age landing module. Absolutely, yes. Which is and kind of accurate, okay? Yes. The, the, what we actually get to see, it's basically, it's an airfix lunar module model <laughs> kit, isn't it? Okay. Now, what they've done is they, please please go to our Facebook page and have a look at the photo of it. What they've done is they've taken this, what, what, what would that have been? About four inch high model, five inch high model. Yeah, one, um, in, one, in, one in 72, weren't they? Those, one in 72, those. yeah. So what they've done is they've separated the top section and the bottom section with some sort of like tubing. That's clever. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Painted the top half silver and the bottom yep. half gold. Oh, yeah, and, they've added, yeah, there's a little dome on top. Oh, is there a dome? I didn't notice that. A little, little sprite silver. It's like a bright silver dome at the top. So it's definitely not an airfix lamp. Uh, okay, definitely not. Yeah. And uh, I, I didn't see that because I was paying more attention to the fact that it's just put in front of a photo of the hangar, isn't it? Yes. Now, this is a cheap shot. Um, I mean, I don't know what the budget was for season three, and I don't know if they had run oh. out of money, but oh, my goodness. <laughs> Luckily, it's on screen very, very briefly. <laughs> it's on screen very, very briefly, and thank God for that. And, and okay, Tarrant calls it a proto-space-age landing module, and he says later on when they're in the cockpit, it wasn't a spaceship as such. It comes down from the, you know, the, 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 the mothership and lands, yeah. then goes back up, which is basically, he's, he's describing the Saturn V moon landings, isn't he? You know, but there's no mention of about how the bloody hell did that get there then? This is this is light years away from Earth and inside and inside a hangar, hangar. (laughs) which which I think we come back to, I would imagine, later in in a particular sequence. Yes, because that's a very important point to note is inside a hangar. Yes. Yes. A building is a building with a roof. Yes. So, yeah, yeah. Well, that's outside our uh, our, our sequence for today. But, yes. Oh, the, sadly. The, yes. When you come back to it, okay, if you, if, you, if you just listen to this, you go up and watch this, 
bear that in mind. Yes. Yeah. Okay. okay. All right. Yeah. If, if you dare to continue beyond <laughs> this <laughs> sequence, yes, that question will oh, uh, be yeah. raised. Yes. Right. So they're marveling at this technological wonder that they found, <laughs> and you know. And meanwhile, Jarvik, he's pellet teleported down mm-hmm. serverlan has told him that if you're yeah. going to be a man for serverlan you have to go back and get the their bracelets off of them you know yeah despite the fact <laughs> as far as i can i can remember from, from watching it she's already on the liberator isn't she's she? on she's on that the, they've won they've yeah. got the liberator they don't need those bracelets no. they're stranded they're going to die by the thing that we're just about to talk about, they don't <laughs> yeah. need those bracelets yeah. whatsoever. This no. is totally unnecessary. Yeah. It's like this big box of them around the corner. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So anyway, he he's teleported down and uh, he sees what the threat is. He sees the thing that <laughs> has been killing all these people for all this time. And it's the spider. Oh, my God! Do, do you want to go first? Do do I? Yeah, yeah, you do. <laughs> oh, dearie, 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 dearie me. Oh. Yes, well, I have to say it was the, probably the scariest um, creature I've I've encountered. <laughs> Are you talking as a seven-year-old now, or as a as a grown I, man? I honestly don't remember this episode. You don't? No, not at all. I must have blanked this from my memory. Right. So whatsoever. Although weirdly, as soon as you showed me the clip originally, it, something t- twigged in my brain. But I honestly don't. <laughs> I just, I, all I'm going to do is giggle about this yes. one because <laughs> where do we start? <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, if we're going to be kind to it, yeah, okay. Let's try and be kind. All right, the head is all right. Yes. If you looked at the sculpture of the head, that's all right. It shouldn't be bright orange like that, but the head's all right and the eyes are okay. But it's the rest of it. It it's it's the body. It's that stupid cloth balloon thing <laughs> at his rear end. And the worst thing for me, it's the way he moves. Right. Okay. Now, shall we save this for behind the scenes as to yes. what the problem is with him walking? Yes, because I think that's the thing I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Okay. So, so, so there, but I, I agree with you. Um, there are some bits about it which are, which are nice, and weird, and unusual. It just looks fake. It yeah. just it just doesn't work in the environment that it's in. Yeah. And I can't, like you say, we obviously only encounter one. You would make presumptions that there are lots of these um, knocking around. Otherwise, you know, you could just run away from it. Mm. Oh. I was I was going to mention that on the bit that's coming up next. Fine. Yeah, uh, but, but yes. I mean, they, it doesn't walk; it waddles, no. doesn't it? Yeah, and and they're very very frugal with the shots of it, which is interesting because the first time you kind of see you see a tiny little glimpse of it, mm. um, and I presume you figure out why in a bit. Uh, I don't be kind about it. There is. Some sort of organicness to it, I suppose. You know, different design, but it's. Do they ever do they refer to it as a spider, or do they? What I can't remember. Online, people call it an ant, but I'm calling it a spider. Because because it's a bit sort of hybrid, isn't it? Yeah. Of lots of different things, which is fine as a, as a creature design, you know. But. 
it's it's yeah <laughs> all right so he he sees this thing wobbling along and waddling along uh we we, we get back to the, the the liberator crew and they've spent the night in the uh in this proto whatever landing yes. module um and the next the hangar. yeah in the in the hangar um the next morning right this is as bad as that spider was this is yeah. where it completely I, 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 it's lost me because Dana, you know, this feared, you know, uh, Amazon warrior who yeah. is an expert on weapons and everything has gone walking through a field and walked into the one bit of spider web <laughs> that's in all that field and is stuck in it. It's just like he touched a tiny bit. Oh, I can't move. And starts screaming and saying, yeah, help, help me, help me. me. You know, help I mean, me. oh, for it's God's like, sake. No. Yeah. Because like so not not this character and the spider is approaching very very (laughs) Very slowly slowly. (laughs) (laughs) and it just it it just looks awful in long shot it looks just awful it's got that balloon thing wobbling right yeah um and I think I I, I I don't know. I haven't seen anything about it, but I've got a feeling that uh, you know during production, as they were watching the dailies or whatever, they realised it looked crap because very often after this, you just see like its head and a bit of its shoulder oh. at the side of the frame of the picture, and they don't show the rest of it. And I think that's after they saw the dailies and they've gone, mm-hmm. "This is shit." You know? <laughs> the, the point I'm looking at right now on my screen is 40 minutes 28 seconds, right? And it just encapsulates and sums up as on a single clip what you've just said then all right <laughs> everything wrong with this episode <laughs> i am gonna i'm gonna, gonna take a screenshot of that very second and put it on facebook all right oh dearie me we might even have that as <laughs> uh, as the cover image for the podcast okay but I, i'm scared if we do that that might make people not want to listen to it so i'm not i'm not i'm not listening about this bit you know listening to two, two grown men giggle about <laughs> it's, terrible, it's awful terrible, terrible it's awful thing. What have you made me watch? I'm I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I I told you we can't always have uh, the high hitters. We've got to go low sometimes, and uh, okay. we're going low with you, Mark. Sorry about that. <laughs> All right, I, so so it's nearly over. Don't worry. Um, Dana throws the chiropan away. She's got some chiropan in her pocket. Back again. <laughs> I've got none of this on me. You got something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> she throws it away. The bug eats it, and Jarvik says that the smell of the stuff clings. And yeah. everybody that ever goes to the planet, because it's the most precious substance, they all nick a bit and they put it in their pocket. And the smell clings. Yeah. And the spiders will kill anyone that's got the smell on it because they need it to make their webs. Yeah. <laughs> and that mercifully is where the uh the sequence ends. Thank because, goodness for that. Yes, yes. Because it then it then gets worse. It does get worse. We'll briefly mention that that oh. if you fast forward about four or five minutes into the episode, oh. they have to take off uh, oh. before the liberator oblit- obliterates <laughs> the area. And they do take off from inside inside an enclosed <laughs> hangar and it's like how? how did that happen then? <laughs> but it's not just it's, it's, it's the whole thing. It's, the, it's not just the top bit. It's the whole thing. It oh. is. It is. It's. It's just. Oh man, the money's run out, hasn't and then, it? And then there's that whole, that whole bit of the sequence at the end. 
Mm. Oh, dearie me. Now, let's focus on this. People, people go and watch this episode um, for, for no other reason than if you're ever going to write a sci-fi <laughs> episode film, don't do this, please. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just astonished that things have dropped that far. As, oh. as we said, when Blake 7 started, it was a serious political science fiction show. Yeah. At the same time that that was out in like, you know, the beginning of 78, we had on BBC One a children's comedy TV show called Rent-A-Coast, <laughs> where you had, you know, a pantomime horse that was alive and stuff like, like that. This spider fits wow. totally into Rent-A-Coast. You know? <laughs> Honestly, yeah. <laughs> right okay let's let's leave it because i don't know if your heart can take it Mark. oh so, dearie uh, me i don't i'm gonna go put some so up so up my sides yes honestly <laughs> right let's get on to behind the scenes i know you've right. been looking into it I, a little bit yes all right so so let let's get started all right now at the time of this debacle um the visual effects designers on the show were two guys by the name of Steve Druitt and Jim Francis. Okay. They had taken over from Ian Schoons and Matt Irvin. Okay. And the spider itself was designed by Steve Druitt. And I'll put it up on Facebook. His original sketch is remarkably faithful to what they came up with. So oh, it's right. all his okay. fault. <laughs> okay. okay. Um, and Steve Druitt had actually, I, I, have you ever seen the film called Extro? Oh, probably. It sounds sounds sort of sort of thing that I would have watched at some point in my life. Yeah. Oh, sorry. It's not Steve Drew. It's Jim Francis. Oh, right. um, Extro was this really cheap horror science fiction British film from about seventy nine eighty, and the alien in it was a terrible alien on par with this. And part of the reason it was on par with this was that they figured that if you had a a, a person on all fours. But up the other way, so their you know their belly button, their torso was upwards. Then you put the creature on top of that, okay, and then they walk backwards. Then you get an alien-like effect, all right? Yeah. And this is what it was. You had a visual effects assistant called Mike Kelt, who was apparently quite skinny. Uh, he was inside the mon monster costume, and he was required to walk backwards on all fours. His legs were in the spider's front legs. His arms were in its back legs. His head was in that balloon thing and the whole body was laying down onto his upper torso. OK. Yes. But Jim Francis says he cribbed the idea from Extro. It looked mm. crap in Extro. So <laughs> of course it's going to look crap in this. Yes. Yeah. That, that was that was the bit of information that I researched and I knew you knew it. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that's why. But yeah. Fact, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it's 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 it sounds like a reasonable idea, but uh, it also obviously when you watch this, it, it causes some issues. Yeah, like yeah. Wobble, wobbling and very I, very very slow. Yeah, <laughs> approaches. <laughs> there was there was an issue of Starburst magazine where you know they they, they did an issue on Blake Seven special effects and there was a photo of the spider in it yeah. and as a photo. It doesn't look bad because it's not moving. Yes. <laughs> and Mike Kelt had said, you know, he he was told to make it look threatening. But the more they tried to make it walk or do something energetic, the sillier it became because yeah. it was just wobbling all over the place. <laughs> yes, absolutely. I can imagine. Yes. Um, 
I do believe they, they reused the mouth parts in something else, though. I That's right. On on Rescue, which is the first right. episode of season four, um, there's this, like, snake creature which rears up. And, again, oh, Dana is, is all helpless. <laughs> wave on rescues her and blows its head off. But, yeah, the mouth part of this uh, this spider thing is used on the snake creature. Yeah. Right. Okay. Um, oh, what a surprise. The, the hangar on Kairos was a disused airfield near Bobbington <laughs> in Hertfordshire. Doesn't look like it at all. They could have no. set dressed it a bit. They could have just put a bit of polystyrene on the wall or something, couldn't there they? There were space cobwebs. <laughs> Silly string, you mean. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> That's all we needed. <laughs> yeah, and, and there's not an, an awful lot more in behind the scenes. I guess nobody's admitting to it, and that's <laughs> half the problem, because I know I wouldn't. <laughs> but, edging, uh, edging around it. This is it. I, I couldn't find very little when I was when I was having a, having a nose round either. It was like like that that fact about the, the, the guy underneath in the suit and the other one about the mouth parts, and yeah. that's pretty much it. <laughs> Something else I've seen in a couple of places that, that there are rumours that uh, Jan Chappelle, the um, – that, the lady who played Callie, uh, yeah. she made her decision to leave the series after seeing the spider. And I don't blame her. <laughs> no, I don't blame her either. It kind of, because, uh, yeah, again, she, she's like a, a long-term mainstay character. She was brought on board with, it, it, was, it was approaching different unusual ideas yeah. at the time. You know, she was an unusual character. She wasn't like your, your well, typical Sort of, well, she was a guerrilla fighter originally. Yeah. She was a guerrilla fighter or, or a terrorist, you know, yeah. fighting against the uh, Federation. And in the end, she became a bit wet and whatever, yeah. you know. Uh, again, wet, yeah. I don't blame her. I don't <sighs> blame her. All right. So, right. Here we go, Here we go Mark. Uh, rating. <laughs> How low can we go? Is this a limbo competition? You can't, you can't go lower than one. Okay. As as a whole, or on particular things here, it's on this sequence. Right from on that, on that what, sequence. What oh, the hell is that? To one. what the hell is that? Oh, one. I, I, I'm feeling generous with that. To be honest, if we can't go any lower, <laughs> as a minimum, I will dare to go. I, I honestly, there are no redeeming factors as far okay. as I'm concerned with this from a storytelling perspective, even you know, as well as from the the visual effects point of view. All right. I'm not okay. afraid. I am, you, you wanted to go the other way. <laughs> well done. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> you, yeah, we've done that in spades. I you mean, well, <laughs> I'm, I can't. I can't. I'm, I mean, I'm going to have to at some point look into see if there's anything lower. But it, <laughs> right now, it's pretty much the low point of the show. Um, <sighs> I'm going to give it a two. And, and the only reason I'm giving it a two is it's for the head sculpt. The head sculpt is well done. The rest of it terrible okay so if i give it a two and you give it a one that's a one and a half that is the second lowest score ever oh. on this show in nearly a year that's the oh. second lowest fair enough uh, yeah and that's where it belongs <laughs> uh and, and apologies to, to everyone who's listening that all you've heard is me giggle <laughs> for several minutes or is an ardent blake seven fan and every uh, episode is a classic yeah sorry yes. about that Yes, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> but uh, no, I, 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 I don't get me wrong. I am a massive fan of Blake Seven. I am I a massive fan of Blake Seven, and this is why our reactions are as they are because we know what it has already done and what it yeah. can be, and to see it reduced to this, it's like this is crap, you know. Oh dearie me! Oh dearie me! <laughs> Next time, 
listeners promise the next Blake 7 will be higher. I don't know how much higher, but it will be higher. It can't go any lower. It can only go 0.5 <laughs> lower, can't it? I you don't know? know. Bring the Scorpio on. Contentious. <laughs> All right, I might have you back for that and see if you can giggle some more. All see right. if you can change my mind. All right, well, challenge accepted, sir. Oh, All there right. you go. All right, okay. Well, thank you, Mark. No worries. The teleport bay is waiting for you, okay? Oh, God, say, so beam me out of here. <laughs> Wrong show. Oh, yeah. All right. <laughs> Cheers, Mark. Beam me out, Doctor. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Cheers. Speak to you soon, Mark. Right. Bye bye. Bye bye.